friends, and welcome back to the King's Pixie. This is Chapter 5. I won't fly away, I told Evil and Pixie Tongue as she clamped a small shackle around my leg. There's nowhere to go. I have to, she said as she stood, reaching for the next shackle that would bind me to the desk. It's protocol. Why do you like that fay? I asked, motioning towards the captain. What? draws you to him. I met him when he was a boy, freshly mated, she said as she worked to clamp my other leg. It was his smile. It was warm and kind. He does seem to have compassion, I stated, looking him over as he watched me interact with her. I could tell he was worried I would harm Evil. He hovered nervously nearby. His hands twitched every time I made the slightest movement. She stood back and looked me over before adding, You know, Sopan, I have no doubt that you would have been the leader of a wild band had you been born free. And why is that? I cocked my head in interest, studying her bright white face. She blushed and turned away from me, continuing to speak in human tongue. Now, today we're going to try and teach you how to use your magic. We know from your testing that you have a strong magical presence. Try to recreate the feeling you had in the compression chamber when it revealed itself to you. That might be hard. I also spoke in English. Considering I don't feel as though I'm about to die. That can be arranged if you should like. She held her hands out to her sides, blue energy swirling in her palms. Sure. I was amused. Why not? Evolve threw a ball of flaming energy towards me, and I tossed my hands up to block it. It hit me, knocking me to the ground and burning my forearms. An instinctual anger flared within me as I got back to my feet. I felt something stirring deep within my chest as she tossed another ball at me. Instead of blocking it, I chose to catch it, spinning around quickly and chucking it back at her. The ball that left my hand was twice as big charged by my own energy. Captain Barnes leapt into action. Captain Barnes leapt into action, quickly blocking the ball's path before it could strike. To both of our surprise, his coat burst into flames. He frantically shucked the burning garment and stomped out the fire. As the last ember fizzled out, he looked up at me in awe. Evil hid behind his shoulder, gazing at me with something that looked like astonished fear. I looked down at my hands and saw the same blue swirls of energy she and Trift had had in theirs. The only difference was that mine were massive. How do I control it? I asked curiously. Think of what you want to do with it, Evol squeaked from her hiding spot, and then force the command through your soul. Through my soul? I asked, not really expecting an answer. What a vague statement. Vague or not? That's how it works, she said quietly. I looked at the captain's coffee cup that was sitting on the desk nearby and aimed my hand at it. I wanted it to explode. I closed my eyes and thought this idea as hard as I could, opening them only when I felt the same strange stirring sensation as I had before. To my astonishment, the energy leapt from my hand and the cup shattered into hundreds of pieces, spilling coffee everywhere. The captain glanced back just long enough to see the destruction before returning his attention to me. You, 
he picked up the clipboard, are stronger than any pixie I have ever seen. Most can only do minimal damage. I would like to test something else if you don't mind. Could you try to form a barrier? I looked back at the mess I'd made and focused on the coffee that was currently spilling over the edge of the desk. I held up my hand once again and thought about catching the liquid. The feeling came easier this time. As I watched, an invisible bowl of my creation captured a rogue stream, gathering it in a shallow pool mid-air. Incredible, Captain Barnes whispered. I couldn't tell if he was astonished or scared, but I liked the idea that he might be afraid of me. I switched my attention to the shackles on my legs, aiming my hands at them and quickly unlocking them. As the metal clamps fell to the desk, Captain Barnes's head snapped around to look at me. Fear! Yes! He was scared of me! I'd like to go back to my cage now. I stood motionless, addressing the two of them with my hands folded behind my back. I wanted to mimic that fay that had pushed him. I wanted to be mean. I don't suppose I have a say in this, do I? The captain smiled genuinely at me. Go on, then. You know the way. I also know that I can't get out of this room without that card you have in your pocket. I eyed him, enjoying the moment that surprise washed over his face. Well, aren't you observant? He nodded and stood, opening his shirt pocket for Evol to climb into. If you promise to behave, Sopan, you may sit on my shoulder rather than be carried. I zipped up to him, stopping just short of his face. He backed up a few steps in surprise, but patted his shoulder. I sat, interested to see how this would work. I sat, interested to see how this would work out with the barriers in the door. Sopan. The captain's voice was quiet, almost caring. You are an astounding pixie. Very few can perform such magic. Hell, I've never seen a pixie that can control their magic on the first try as easily as you. If I didn't know better, I'd say you were born to be with a royal. Huh? What's a royal? I asked as he walked, noticing that several technicians were staring at us. I'm sure he would get into some type of trouble for allowing me to sit freely on his shoulder like this. A royal family member like the queen and her children, he clarified. They often have pixies of extraordinary ability, but then again, they themselves have extraordinary power. However, there are no new royals in existence yet, and as far as I know, they all have a pixie. Perhaps you're simply unique. If I ever meet this queen, I'll give her a piece of my mind. I grumbled, and the captain laughed as he opened the door to the room where my cage was. I signaled the end of our conversation by leaping from his shoulder and darting into my personal prison. He was still chuckling as he picked up Triff's cage. As the captain walked away, Triff looked back at me in confusion. I winked at him to ease his discomfort. He was going to be fine. He already knew how to use his magic. Alrighty, friends! This is the moment where you take a second to stand up and stretch, count the birds outside your window, or simply shoo the cat away from your tea. 
because coming up next is a word from our sponsor. As the door closed behind the captain, I noticed that he hadn't bothered to latch my cage door. The use of my magic had made me tired, but I decided to pay Lisa a visit. I pushed the door open and zipped over by her cage. My adrenaline was fueled by the fact that I was doing this during the day. Lisa, I grabbed onto the front of her cage and called to her sleeping form. Hey, wake up! So, Pan? She stirred, rubbing the sleep from her eyes, jolting awake when she realized it was daytime. What are you doing? Have you done the magic thing yet? I asked, crawling to the top of her cage, pulling on her door latch. No, I haven't. <laughs> Seriously? She flew to the top of her cage and pulled the door back down. What are you doing? They'll catch you. I don't think the captain cares that much. I overpowered her and pulled the door open, dropping down in the cage with her. He knows I've been getting out. She cocked her head in confusion. He does? Yes. Anyway, I gave her a quick hug and sat down, grabbing one of the ants from her food pile. I wanted to tell you, there's no way out of this place. There's only one exit, and it's guarded by a laser scanner. Okay. She grabbed an ant for herself and sat across from me. Why do I have the feeling you have a plan? <laughs> because I do. I've been watching. I bit the head off the little insect. Pixies that are bound to fade don't set off the lasers. But we do. It doesn't burn through my magic barrier, but I doubt I could hold it long enough to get all the pixies out. So you want me to ask Evol how she gets through unharmed? Lita tapped her chin with one of the ant's legs before pointing it at me. That's brilliant. But then what? Depends on her answer. I finished my aunt and stood. She seems to provide information rather easily. <laughs> For you, she giggled. She likes you. Then use that information to your advantage. I shot up to the top of her cage and out the door, latching it back once I was out. I have no interest in her. But if it helps us, make her think I do. You got it, boss. Lisa laughed and grabbed another ant to snack on as I took off back towards my own cage ignoring the calls from other pixies as I passed. Even if my first plan failed, I wanted my second to succeed. If we couldn't escape, we'd make sure the top three officers selected us. To do that, I had to ensure that no other pixies knew what we were up to. Before I got back to my cage, I flew over to the camera and sat on the desk. I landed directly in its view, pretending to use it as a reflective surface. Flouncing purposefully, showing off my wings and claws. I gave the camera a wicked smile and a wink as a final fuck you to whoever was watching us before zipping back to my cage. They wanted smart and powerful pixies, then I'd groomed Trift and Lisa to be exactly what they were looking for. My plan to save everyone in the lab had failed, but I wouldn't fail my friends. They were all I had. Thank you for joining us for Chapter 5. I really hope you enjoyed it, and I hope to see you again next week for Chapter 6.